Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Blaine Elkers, a TEDx speaker and expert on aligning your intentions and actions with your purpose to help you reach your goals. Using his strategy, you can have the ability to transform your personal and professional life. And by choosing to be better over being bitter, you put your goals in the driver's seat. Today, Blaine shares his strategies that will give you the power over your thoughts and habits so you have control over your life's direction. And it all starts with changing your habits. It's going to be an excellent conversation today. Blaine, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff, for having me on. A pleasure to be here. I'm excited to add value, and I love the one big tip. And I want to say that you are changing lives not yet born. There is somebody who's not even born yet that is going to find these tips 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 50 years from now, and it's going to make a difference. So thank you for being part of the uh, what I like to call the results ripple. And I hope that uh, my one big tip is going to help the listeners today. I'm really excited to, sh- you know, to share this with everybody. This is going to be really cool. Blaine, can you p- let everyone know a little bit more about you and how you became so awesome? Uh, yeah, I would say um, I-, I had two moments of dawning comprehension where the light bulb goes off and your whole world changes. And the first one was I was then uh, I attended Purdue University. And uh, this was a while back, back in the 80s, dating myself here. Uh, But I I saw this ad and I I always have been kind of a seeker. And and I think a lot of your listeners are seekers. How can I do better? What can I do better? And I saw this ad for an audio um, book, uh, kind of an audio about this book called Think and Grow Rich. It was actually read by Earl Nightingale, who went on to become one of my mentors. Uh, But anyway, so I sent away for that. And I listened to this audio tape about this book, Think and Grow Rich. And then I bought that book. And it was there in college that I realized, and later I made a little saying, what you think about, you bring about, that you could that you can control your thoughts, but your thoughts end up controlling what you do and what you see and how your life turns out. Uh, and so that was a big, that was a big aha moment for me. That was the, my first moment of dawning comprehension. The second one, which kind of led me to become uh, a chief results officer, was I, I graduated from Purdue, actually met my wife there. We've been married 30 years, which is great. Um, But anyway, I was working at a tech job and I came back from a business trip. I'd been gone a long time on this business trip and my son, Bo, he was one year old at the time. And uh, he was kind of like giving me the cold shoulder. I'm like, hey, Beth, what's going on with Bo here? He says, well, you were gone so long, he kind of forgot who you were. And I was like, what? Like that, that hit me like hard emotionally. And I remember when I was a kid, I would come home to the empty house if my brother wasn't there because both my parents were. And that night I made what I call a clarifying decision. I said, no matter what, I'm going to figure out a way to work from home. 
no matter what, I'm going to figure out a way to work from home now. So I started two businesses in addition to my job, and it was really tough on my wife and 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 the family at the time. And, and we had a daughter was uh, my wife was then pregnant with a daughter. It took me a year, but a year later, uh, you know, I left that job uh, and I became this work from home dad. And that was 27 years ago. So for the last 27 years, I've been this work from home dad. And what I did is I started businesses that had no daily operations for me. So it gave me the time to do self-development. And about 12 years ago, I started a company called Self-Fluence. So that's kind of the power you already have to influence yourself. So we're going to talk about some of these powers that you already have. Uh, you don't need anything new. You don't need any more programming. Uh, but I started that. And that's what kind of led me to become uh, a chief results officer. Somebody said, hey, you're helping us get results. Uh, you know, why don't you, you, you're our chief results officer. So I like that title. Nobody had it. Went to the patent office, got the R, the registered trademark. So now I can say that I'm America's only chief results officer here to help you take control of your lives by taking control of yourself. I love it. You know, that whole story about uh, creating a work from home environment 20 plus years ago when the technology really wasn't there, you know, to make that happen. Or, you know, just to have the foresight to realize that, hey, I can really be productive without jumping in the car and driving downtown every day. Right. It, it's that was one of those things that I was like, God, you know, like because every single job that I had always required me to drive at least 20 miles each way. And it would tick me off to no end. You know, like why there was no like like seriously, I could do this at home. I have my own computer. Like, why do I need to? Nope. You need to be here. Right. And that was one of those things. I was like, no, I just, I don't want to do it. Right. I don't want to do it. And the fact that you, you know, you created this environment that you could stay home, be productive and, you know, be a dad, right. Is, you know, that's actually tops. Not many people are able to achieve that. So I think that's, uh, I think that's really cool on, uh, on how you were able to bring that about. I want to dig in a little bit though about all this, uh, you described it as, uh, as self-development, right? That you were able to, um, uh, that you really started focusing down. And one of the things that I, that I get a little cloudy about, right, is that there is so much self-development out there. There are so many gurus that go and talk about, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. You need to do the 75 hard. You need to be able to make sure that, you know, you, uh, you know, you're doing these, uh, you know, X activities before 6am, you know, things like that. And, you know, sometimes it can even be a little bit contradictory. How did you focus in and figure out which are the self-development actions that you were going to take that were productive for you to the exclusion of the ones where you're like, oh, this is a bunch of who I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> right. So, so for me, I, uh, you know, I could go into a lot of brain science. So I, I studied a lot, read a lot of books, got a bunch of mentors. Uh, but in the end, in the end for me, it was these things that were self-evident that you could do, you know, and you would quickly see the results. You're like, okay, that works. Right. You know, it's like, um, you know, next day planning. Like I, I never like a, to let a day end without planning the next one. 
right? And so that that works. That works every single time you do it. Now, some people struggle with it, so we can we can talk about how to how to create that as a new habit, if you'd like, in 21 seconds instead of 21 days. Um, but but there there are some core things that are self evident. If you try it once, twice, three times, it works. Uh, and so for me, I began to collect these things that would work kind of right away, and that you didn't need anything else. You 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 have everything everything you need is already within reach. Uh, and, and so uh, for me, that that was big. I did pick up some mentors, though, along the way. My favorite, who I got to share the stage with a number of times, was Jim Rohn. Um, so, so I do kind of like everything that he, he does. Uh, he's kind of America's business philosopher guy. Uh, but picking up a mentor, again, is, is a key one. But you have to kind of work through, you know, and, and try things on for you. But a lot of the self-development should be stuff that works, and it works right away. And, and there's buckets of things. People get overwhelmed, right? So there's some self-development you can do around that. Uh, you know, creating and eliminating habits is, is, is a big one. And then the other big area is, is hacking your own head trash. So everybody has kind of a level of head trash and, and keeping that at bay, um, you know, is, is, is super important. Um, but, but anyway, I, for me, it's been, let's try these things uh, that, that work, uh, you know, and see if it works for you. And if it doesn't, let's adjust it until it does work for you. I want to zoom in a little bit about changing your habits in 21 seconds versus 21 days, right? I was, I just finished reading the atomic habits, the atomic habits book. Right. And, you know, in the book, he talks a lot about, you know, like writing it down, making it, uh, you know, how to define your goals, things like that. How can something that has changed so quickly become a habit though? Uh, Yes. this is a good. This is a good point, and almost seems contradictory. Uh, so, so I often say the twenty-one second habit. The twenty-one second habits. How to create a new habit in twenty-one seconds, not twenty-one days. So, if they told you that it takes twenty-one days to create a new habit, someone lied to you, which is not good. Which is not good. Now, scientifically, brain chemistry-wise. It actually takes about 60 days for the neuropathways in your brain to be created to have that thing as a new habit, no willpower required. So we are going to do somewhat of a brain hack, uh, you know, to to enable you to create new habits in just 21 seconds. And there's three keys uh, to being able to do that. It's L-U-L, love. It's uh, love, like a little acronym people say, uh, uh, love you lots, uh, you know, L-U-L. But that's, that's not what the acronym is for us. But let me tell you, uh, let me tell you two stories to illustrate this idea, this one big tip about 21 second habits. The first one where I discovered this actually was my wife, Beth. Unfortunately, she used to have nearly daily migraine headaches. And so the doctor said, look, Beth, you've got to fill out this log every day. Like, what did you eat? What was the weather? What was the barometric pressure? What could be triggers for these migraine headaches? And so she had the log. She would lose the log. She'd fill it out for a day. Then she'd stop. She couldn't get this habit of doing the log. Uh, And then one day it dawned on me. I was watching her brush her teeth. And so there she's brushing her teeth. And my wife is the two time a day, two minutes, both times, dentist recommended, you know, teeth brusher. And when I'm doing a, 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 you know, a presentation to a big audience, I always ask people, they're like, oh, I'm not really good at habits. Uh, You know, I'm terrible at creating new habits. I'm no good at habits. And I ask people, how many, raise your hand if you brush your teeth in the last 24 hours. 
every hand goes up. And then I say, uh, you know, how, how, you know, who, how many people in the audience have brushed their teeth every day for the last week? All the hands stay up. So you're already a habit master. So the first thing I understand is you are already a habit master at many things. But I watched my wife and I said, okay, honey, look, let's take your headache log and put it underneath the toothbrush. So the first key to the 21 second habit is what I call habit linking. It's linking. So what we did is every time she brushed her teeth, she filled out the log, right? So she got two minutes in the morning, two minutes at night, no willpower required. She didn't have to think about it. She never lost the, the headache log because it was always right there in the bathroom, right? And she went 90 days in a row filling out that log. Uh, which got the doctors, got the medications right, changed a bunch of things. And so thankfully now she has a migraine maybe once every couple months, which is fantastic. So the first key is habit linking. You link uh, the habit, the new habit that you want to an existing habit. Uh, another example of that would be, I had a, a client, an attorney, and she's like, Blaine, I love this next day planning that we talked about. She says, but I can't do it. And I said, okay, and what's the first thing you do every morning? Without any willpower required, you don't have to think about it, it just happens. She goes, I have a cup of coffee. I'm like, perfect. Take a pad of paper and a pen, put it next to the coffee machine, right? And, and go ahead and make the coffee if you want. But you can't sip the coffee. You can't taste the coffee till you've either completed or at least started your plan for the day. Right. So now she's got that linking in. Now that's the second thing, which the U stands for urge surfing. So you got habit linking, got linking, and then you have urge surfing. And so what that means is you surf the urge to you, you want to find something where you can surf the urge to give you the energy to actually do that habit. So in her case, she would smell that coffee brewing. She could taste that coffee. She has a high urge to drink that coffee, but she surfed that desire. She transmuted that energy into getting the habit done. So that's the second part. Uh, and, and the last story I'll share is, is my own story. And that is, I said to myself, what habits do I want to do I want to create? Let's see if this works for me. So there were two habits that I wanted to create. One is I wanted to do this Bible app every morning. And then second, I had too much head trash. And so what I want to do is I want to take a mind shower every morning. So people wash their physical body every day, but how often do you wash your mind out, right? And the trash from news media, social media, family and friends who don't know what a chief results officer is, all this head trash can accumulate. So I wanted to take that out every day. So I said, what could I have it linked to? And I said, what's the first thing I do every day? Well, the first thing I do every single morning is, yes, I open my smartphone. Now, sometimes the alarm is going off, uh, but, but every day I look at my smartphone. So what I did is I pushed all the apps off the first page and I just put those two apps, the Bible app and the and, and a, uh, Headspace, which is a meditation app that I use for the mind shower. And so what it, then what I did is every day, that's the first thing I do. No willpower required. I open my phone and I surfed the urge to want to check emails, text from my kids, uh, you know, how my investment's doing, what new orders came in. Like there's a lot of stuff I want to check on my phone, but I, but I, I surfed that urge, uh, you know, to, to want to do that. And so the first one, like I said, habit linking, second is urge surfing. And the last one is leverage. And so getting some leverage on yourself. Now, leverage can be positive, like a reward, right? Or, you know, um, and, and then it can also be negative, like a penalty, right? Um, and if you can create streaks, 
that also gives you some power, right? So whenever you get like three or four days in a row, you're, you you want to continue on with that. So for me, those apps, those two apps, the Bible app and the Headspace app, they tracked my progress. How many days in a row have you done that, right? So today was day like 1,545 in a row that I've done that habit. No, no willpower required because every day I open my phone. I did the habit linking. I surf the urge to want to check my phone. And then I use some leverage there uh, because I can see the streak and now I don't want to break the chain. I don't want to break the streak. You can also do rewards like, um, you know, if I do so many days in a row, I'm going to give myself a reward or get up, you know, connect with a buddy or an accountability partner and say, if I miss, then I have to pay some penalty. So anyway, long explanation there, but something people can use right away uh, to create new habits in 21 seconds, not 21 days. You know, what's interesting about that is that, is that you're linking the urge to do something with what you need to do. Right. And by, by taking them and by taking that, you know, like you're actually, you know, like cre- you're creating this new path, this new habit, you know, that needs to, uh, you know, that needs to be completed. What happens if you miss a streak? Right. I mean, I have to imagine that if you went 1500 days doing the same thing and then you missed one, that has got to weigh heavy, you know, on anyone's conscious. How do you, uh, how do you manage through that? Yeah. So, so we're all human, right? We're all human. So, so things are going to happen. And, and the ideal thing here is for you to better your best. Okay. So it's about you, not about the outside world. It's about you bettering your best. And it's about you figuring out how can I ride better next time and get back in and ride get back in and ride. Uh, you know, so I have, you know, um, there have been times where, you know, I had streaks of four or 500 days in a row, you know, and I lost those, right. Something happened. I forgot to do it. You know, life happens. Uh, but when that happens, that's great. Why is that great news? Because now you have the streak to beat, right. To better your best. Uh, you know, so then you come back like that one streak. Now I'm up to maybe 1100 days, you know, after the debacle, after the four or 500 days. And then I missed, uh, you know, so you get to go in and you get to better your best. So now you have something to strive for. So it's almost kind of good here and there when you fall off the horse so that you now have a new record. Right. And I, I like a lot of, I like scorecards and, and things like that. So I, on a weekly basis, I, I do something called a self plan, but I like to track those things. What new records have I hit? Uh, you know, uh, but then also how can you ride better next time? What could I do? And, and when you fall off the habit, you try to figure out what was the, what triggered that? Like, why, why did I miss, you know, what was the reason behind it? And you get a little bit better, right? We learn more from losing than we do by winning, right? So that's really key. Like I, I coach my kids in tennis and I found out there was this like golden ratio. Like if they were winning 90% of the time, they were learning nothing. Right. So I'd have to put them in the next age group. And they're like, Dad, why are we in this tournament with people that are older? Well, it's to get better. Right. But the opposite was true, too. If they lost more than 30 percent. So if they were like only winning half the time, they're going to quit. They're going to leave that thing. They're going to stop doing it. So, again, then I had to say, look, let me let me put you in this you know, tournament where you're going to do really well, right. To, to kind of get the ratio back up. Anyway, the, the main thing there is you learn more that by losing than you do sometimes by winning. So you get to have that experience. When you're coaching someone who does not have that competitive streak, or at least not that competitive streak with themselves, how do you help them overcome that? Or at least gamify it in a way that makes sense to them. Right. I, you know, I'm thinking about all those introverts and people are just like, geez, I can't do 400 of anything. 
right? Like, how am I going to, like, how am I going to do that? Like, how do you help people sort of conceptualize that when they're not used to putting those types of, uh, you know, games and plans together for themselves in order to see an actionable result? Yeah. So, so it's a good question. So everybody is unique. Everybody's a little different, right? And so what you have to do is you have to go back to you getting to know yourself, right? So, so that person, this person we're talking about, you know, maybe they're, they're not competitive and, and, and this stuff, you know, they're, they're not sure about it, but what do they want, right? What do you want? And it's in the pursuit and the desires you have for whatever it is you want could be harmonious relationships. Um, you know, wh- whatever it is, it's in the pursuit of what you want that that moving in that direction feels right. I often say, you know, it's like going from point A to point B. The first thing you have to figure out is your point B. Like, where do you want to go and why do you want to go there? Because that will build the desire, that will build the ambition to go after those things. Uh, and, and then it's just based on what that person likes. And, and so you, you know, you have, it has to be something they like. So, so putting together rewards, things that you like to do, and maybe even some penalties or some leverage of things you don't like, you can kind of get yourself to do more and more things, but it is, it's personal, right? It, it's, it's going to be, where do you want to go? And why do you want to go there? Now, if people have no ambition at all, you know, then they don't, the sad news there is they probably don't know themselves well enough, you know, or, or they're hiding from something. And there are times where people hide, you know, they, they are, they're scared about being a parent. So they get real busy in their job. Right. I mean, there, you know, a lot of times when people are, 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 you know, having these limitations in in what they want to do and, and failing a lot, you know, it's because they are hiding from something. Um, and, and that's difficult. Sometimes you got to face the blind spot. You have to, and maybe even get some professional help counseling with, with that. That's one. Or the other thing is that for people that struggle with habits and things, we dial the resistance way down. So like someone will say, Blaine, I'm going to start an exercise program. I'm like, oh, why do you want to do that? Well, I want to be healthy for my grandkids. And da, da, da. That's great. What's the program? 30 minutes a day. Okay, 30 minutes every day. Yeah, 30 minutes every day. Come back next week. They only did it two days, right? So they failed and they feel terrible, right? Because they're losing too much. The ratio, the, the, the golden ratio is not there. They're losing too much. So we dial it down. Try 15 minutes. I did that for three days last week. Okay, dial it down. 10 minutes, five minutes, one minute, give me some jumping jacks and pushups before you get in the shower and you win. You got to win early and you got to win often because there's a battle of the brain chemicals going on. And if you win that battle, done is the engine of more, you feel good, you move forward, you have more energy to do more stuff. Uh, And if you don't, then you kind of fall back. So sometimes you got to dial the resistance way down as well. I love it. So much actionable advice there. Done is the engine of more. I haven't heard that one yet. And, you know, what's really cool about all that is, you know, you're really creating this environment where you are setting yourself up for winning, right? So if you happen to disappoint yourself, your family, your spouse, okay, so you could still dial it back a little bit, right? And still try to make sure that you are, in fact, you know, hitting those goals, right? And that's what I love about goal setting is that they're really personal. My goals are not the same as yours and not the same as the next guy's. Right. And what happens is, you know, it's like, who cares if this, you know, if this other guy wants to get shredded in 60 days or something like that, that is not my goal. Right. It's not something that I'm going to do. I'm going to work on, I'm going to work on myself first. That's why, you know, like when I look at these, um, you know, with these different modalities, like 75 hard, I'm like, okay, am I ready for that? Like, no, I wouldn't be able to handle that right now. Right. I just, I wouldn't. Seven, seven minutes, you know, we'll do the seven minutes hard program. So they were done in seven minutes. 
five days, right? Uh, you know, but you're so true. The goals, your goals should be motivations, not deadlines of disappointment, but they should be there to motivate you to just stretch a little bit, to grow a little bit, to do a little bit more. Uh, and, and I think I, my definition of success is kind of your progressive realization or your progressive movement on your own goals, whatever that is. And if you're doing that, then then you're a success. And and everybody has a different win-loss ratio. Like I'm a 90-10. Like, I, I, like with my daily plan, I like to win 90 Nine days out of 10. But if I win 10 days out of 10, I didn't stretch myself. I'm not pushing myself. Right. So I, I need, I need to lose, but, but I need to win more than I lose. And I find psychologically, most people need more wins than losses. Uh, and that's why sometimes you have to dial it down. So that you start winning. That's why, you know, the great teachers will start you with one minute of meditation, not, not an hour or 30 minutes, but, but one, and then kind of build up from there. I love it. So much actionable actionable advice in there. Thank you so much for sharing that. Blaine, can you please let everyone know how they can find you online and how they can reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, you kind of see on the screen there, Self Fluence. Uh, that's uh, that's the company that that I founded. And then one other place you can go is BlaineTedx.com. So B L A I N E T E D X.com. And there you can opt in to get. I did a TEDx talk, and I talked about this this white table. What you think about, you bring about. And then I give you one kind of another mind hack uh, to be able to remind yourself of your main goal in life, sixty to hundred times a day, automatically, which really starts to program in your subconscious mind, which, which is pretty cool. Anyway, that was that, uh, then we'll be connected if you opt into that, or if you go to selffluence.com, either one will, we can, uh, you can opt in there. We'll get to know each other. And if I can serve you in any way, I would be happy to do it because I know I'm here on the planet to help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves. So I'm, I'm going to do that for the rest of my life, no matter what happens. Amazing. Blaine, thank you for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. I love nerding out on this and I really appreciate you taking the time to break down how you can make this happen for yourself. And it's something that, you know, it's a, it's a framework that anyone can implement. All you need is a pen and paper, you know, nothing else. You don't need any special software. You don't need anything else going on. Just, just the determination and the, um, you know, and the actions to do it. So thank you for yep. joining me today. Uh, Jeff, I love being on. I appreciate you. You're doing some great work here. I love the big tips. Uh, and, and I'll leave you with this. The bad news. The bad news is time flies. The good news, you're the pilot. So pilot well, my friends. Pilot well. What a, what a great send off. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? 
The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.